Hey, Stats Pack, welcome back to the podcast. Got Stefan on the line. Stefan, how you doing? Doing well. We're doing our weekly podcast here. Maybe we could do a couple more uh, or maybe another one uh, uh, per week here if we got extra time. But we're going to talk about – we're going to start off with a Packers-Green Bay game. Uh, what was your takes on it? Uh, Packers-Niners game? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I thought it, it was a good game. I mean, I mean, they came down to the wire. I thought the Niners did well marching it out. I, they were rusty. In the, it seems like the offense has not had a good first half yet yeah. uh, this year. And, but, I mean, they, they did some long drives at the end. And I don't know, counter to all these arguments that I'm seeing and narratives, I have no problem with them scoring with 37 seconds left. I, I think people are taking for granted uh, how hard it is to score in the NFL and that they were down six points, six points at the time. There's not really, you know, I, I, I mean, yeah. yeah, with the benefit yeah. of hindsight and Aaron Rodgers marching it down the field and they kick a field goal with three seconds left. But I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think you can really argue with it with that. It's just part of the game. I know the Packers brought home the W, but in, in my eye, this was kind of a push. You know what I mean? You know, when you get you gets down to the second like that, just like something the Ravens did with that eight hundred yard field goal. You know what I mean? It's like, what can you do? Well, yeah, and 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 you know, the Niners' defense gave up two. Uh, that was some pretty soft coverage for what they were getting. I know they didn't want to get beat with a touchdown, but geez, that was. But once again, that's Aaron Rodgers. Is what he's known for. Oh yeah, he's I, he's a freaking all time great. Yeah, I don't know, and people are always like, "Well, he's you know, you should have." You should have somehow kneeled down at the goal line and punched it in. It's like I, I don't know. You can't. You can't. Uh, yeah, you can't. Exactly yeah, exactly. This is the NFL. If you got a touchdown in front of you, take it. Oh yeah, and and honestly, they were doing a good job of of, of leading the clock out. I honestly, in real time, before he threw that pass, was thinking, okay, it's time to score. There's not a lot of time left, and you know, I, I guess I was wrong. Hindsight's <laughs> twenty twenty. You know what I mean. It's like, oh, well, I actually should have done this. It's like, well, uh, yeah, and, and Jimmy Garoppolo is getting a lot of crap for the way he played. And it's like, all he did is lead him on a game winning, what should have been a game winning drive at the end. I think he played fine. Jimmy played fine. Well, and they had no run game, and he was completely under duress. So I just don't understand the argument that I'm seeing this huge narrative of like, why isn't Trey Lance playing? He would have got destroyed in there getting hit on like 40% of oh, his yeah. dropbacks. Yeah, and you know he's, I mean? he still needs time. Trey yeah. still needs time. Don't put him in there to get ruined. Let let Jimmy play. And you're seeing that with, with uh, uh, Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence right now. Those guys are just and getting that, their asses handed to them because there's no structure, no help, and they're being asked to throw like 50 times a game. And uh, the, uh, uh, the uh, Bears uh, quarterback too. Oh yeah, Fields is yeah. in the same boat. Justin, yeah, yeah and, and it's always this: we gotta let him play right away. We gotta let him play right away. And then I also see all these articles where after three games they're already being written off. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what in the hell are you? <laughs> Holy crap! Can we give some of these guys a chance to develop in any meaningful way? Oh yeah, they're brut- They're brutal uh, over here in New England on Mac Jones. If he if he has a good game, a bad game doesn't matter. They are brutal. Well, you see it with all fan bases. I mean, I think the thing is, no fan base is ever freaking happy with their quarterback. 
unless you you know literally unless you've got like the reigning MVP or something. I always call it the Romo effect because I'd always hear so many Dallas fans and bars and stuff talking crap about Tony Romo, and it's like Shoot, Nate, Tony no, Romo yeah. was a hell of a quarterback. I don't know. Most guys, most teams would have been happy to have that level of quarterback play. Shoot, most people weren't happy with Tom Brady when he had a bad game. It was just like, oh, it's time for him to retire, like all the time. <laughs> yeah, all he does is yeah. It's, you just cannot win with the NFL fan base, and I think it's a, a lot of them. It seems like a lot of the commentary now. I read these articles, and it used to be more fact based, and now it's just these feelings where people are like. I read one today. The the guy was ranting and raving about how Shanahan had had a two quarterback system in the preseason. What happened to that? And he must have got really scared, and the locker room turned against him, and that's why Jimmy's not oh, playing up. all the snaps. I don't. Yeah, I don't think. Like, yeah. What the hell are you talking about? I mean, he's been saying the same message the whole time that Trey's the backup, and he's got a few packages for situations, and that's exactly what we've seen. Like some goal, some goal line stuff and things where it, it made sense for him to be in there, totally makes sense. But he's not—they're not doing like some kind of quarterback rotation, like a half-ass high school team or something. Yeah, no. Uh, and trust me, Kyle's not going to bend to the will of freaking the locker room. No, absolutely no, not. No, I mean, well, it's, it's just funny—all these narratives that come up, and it's all this speculative crap that. If enough of them keep echoing it, all of a sudden it becomes like the narrative. And it's just funny how that's been with Trey Lance. And why is he not, you know, playing more? It's like, what is it? What do they want? Do they want the same thing that's happening to freaking uh, all these other quarterbacks? You want them just to get smashed in there? Well, exactly. And you look at the Niners right now, they're hurting in the run game. They have not been able to establish the run this year. And it's really shown. And that's why, I mean, Jimmy doesn't usually have to take 40 passes. You know, yeah. it's not it's not the way that offense is built. They're built to run the ball strong, play off that play action, and, and make a lot of those plays, and they're being forced to just throw all the time. Yeah, the run game was terrible, it, if you ask me. I mean, you, you see with the two quarterback candidates, uh, you know, in the draft that were universally considered the best two in Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, uh, they're struggling, you know, pretty pretty badly because they're being asked to do too much right now. yeah. Yeah, uh, give him a chance, man. Let let freaking Trey sit. I think him getting playtime, running a couple balls in, throwing a little, little short passes, that worked. That's perfectly fine. Just let him keep doing that. Let him get his teeth wet. Uh, it's a good call. Like, calm down. Like, give give the freaking kid a chance to develop. He's twenty years old, or is he twenty one? I don't know. He's freaking young. Yeah, exactly. Well, well and, and it's just I don't know. Everyone wants this now, 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 and it's like. I think we're losing sight of the picture that you know still competitive team right now and i don't think trey lance makes oh god a lot of people a lot of people started. wrote off the niners after that loss they said they're like in the third tier now and this and that yeah i, I think they've got some problems though i mean their core they don't have enough corners uh to you know i mean they've really got to have a good pass rush and a good day that way if they're gonna they're gonna compete with teams like like the the Chiefs and and you know yeah. they can put up a lot of numbers. You think the that's Rams. their only glaring weakness yeah. right now? There's their secondary. Yeah, I think that's their weakness for sure. And the, you know their defense has played pretty well though. I mean, I think they can still get it done, but they need that ball control offense that's bleeding some time off the clock and letting the defense rest to you know to really be effective. Yeah. 
So this week, this week the Niners got Seattle at home, and they're minus three and a half points. I think they opened at three, but depending on what sports book you, uh, sports book you go to, they're they're uh, a lot of money's been put in. Let me see the odds. How much money's been putting on this game here? Seattle versus San Francisco. Give me a second. Uh, let's see here. Here we go. Match up. I know it opened at three, so it's moved to three and a half cents. But let's see. Sixty-four percent of the money is going on Seattle plus at at right now at plus two and a half at most sports books. So sixty-four percent of the money. And the Niners are at home. They're at Levi Stadium. And the Seattle is one and two. So Yeah. They must not they're gonna get no credit. Levi Stadium has never so far since they've opened it, they they don't even it doesn't seem to matter as much as a home, you know, home environment. Yeah, it's so, too bad. Uh, I yeah, that's true. I mean, I I miss uh, freaking candlestick, but whatever. That's in the past. <laughs> not, if, not if you had to like drive out there. That's true. Get out South the San game Francisco was I mean, rough. That, being out on that peninsula, there was only one way in and one way out. It was uh, it was kind of fun nightmare. though. I, did you ever watch any games at uh, out at uh, Candlestick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw. I think the last one was Young and Rice playing, so it was a while ago. That's pretty awesome. I got this. I got to watch. Uh, the Niners play against, I think it was the Rams when Jerome Bettis was with the Rams, and I, Deion Sanders was on the team. So that was a pretty cool game to watch. Well, yeah, that had to have been, what, the 94 season, because wasn't he only that one year before he went to the Cowboys? Yeah, I mean, I was I mean, I mean, was young, man. I went with a bunch of my yeah. cousins. My my uncle won a, won a gambling bet, so he bought um, tickets for all of us. <laughs> you know how it goes. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I still have some golf clubs. Feast or famine with uh with that kind of lifestyle. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let's go. Okay, what do you think about that though? What do you think about the spread? Then the, you think, uh, what's uh, the, so, so what's the line at right now? Three two, and a half. Two and a half. We'll say that's at two and a half. Two, two and a half. Uh, three and a half. I definitely like Seattle on that. Yeah. Um, gosh, even two and a half. I don't know, man. The the. Russell Wilson has had the Niners number in San Francisco for years now. This could be the, the, the thing that breaks the streak, but the Niners just haven't given me a lot of confidence. The way they've been playing has been kind of disjointed. I haven't seen them really put it together. So I think I'm going to stick with the Seahawks on that one. And it's a rivalry game. Yeah. Like they play hard, and Russell Wilson brings it against them. Um Plus two and That's a half what points. kills me is he's just been – it's like Brett Favre back in the 90s against them where it just somehow always break your heart. <laughs> I wonder uh, – let me see. I think I'm going to take – I think I'm going to take – man, that's tough. <laughs> I think I'm going to take the Niners in this one. I'll, I'm going to take the Niners. I'm going to say they're going to win by three. Let me see what they're, they are against the odds here. Uh, against the spread, both teams are actually split down the middle. They're both five and five against the odds. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just it, it feels like. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's just the feeling I get. Is is the Niners might have trouble this week? Hopefully not. I mean, if they win this game, that will really be big because being four and one or three and one with four games, uh, or wait. Two and two. What are they? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be right. <laughs> Three and one. Uh, you know, that's that's a pretty good sample size. Yeah. All right. Let's see. You want to roll through it down some more bets here? Yeah. All right. Let's start off with uh, actually, because I think 
Trevor Lawrence is playing right now against Joe Burrow. Um, yeah. What is the score? Let me check out the score. For Last I saw, Jags were up 14-7. 21-21 even. Ooh. Joe Burrow, by the way, he's playing that. He's playing great. He's always looked good. Yeah. It's uh, He just had the unfortunate uh, draft status of going to Cincinnati. It's a, uh, you know, Carson Palmer always looked good there, too. <laughs> okay, so Detroit at Chicago. Chicago, what? Uh, Chicago's favorite to win by six points in this game. Is um is Andy Dalton back? Uh I last I heard all three starters were in the mix. Oh really? <laughs> Foles, Dalton, or Fields. Um I think you know, having seen how Detroit played, they've been playing tough. They they've actually I know their record's bad, but they've actually been, you know, hanging in there yeah. most most games at least for a half so if they can put two halves together i i definitely like the lions so this actually they actually the Bears haven't proven anything yeah they this actually opened at minus six on chicago and so much money has been placed on detroit i'm talking about a lot of money that the spread went down to two and a half points that's a ton of money is been, yeah it makes sense because yeah. it's at six i take that all day long <laughs> i think maybe it's because Detroit's on the road and Detroit still sucks and they haven't won a game yet. Yeah, I don't I, I honestly don't know the rationale, but those guys are better at it than I am. So there's, I, a, re- there's always true. a reason the line is where it is. Yeah. Ah uh, shoot. Man, everybody's like knee jerking right in Detroit. I wonder what that's about. Well, it's just because I mean they're they the like put up team. like sixty yards of offense yeah. and, and Detroit's actually looked you know competitive and just not you know putting it together for two halves so next game we got the carolina panthers three and oh against the dallas cowboys the dallas cowboys are actually favored by four and a half points in this game the panthers have are three and oh but their opponents are oh and nine overall yeah that's the raider effect almost yeah. uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think is it's at four and a half? You said, yeah, four and a half. Carolina's plus four and a half. I'm going to take them at plus four and a half. I think Dallas wins, but I think Carolina could keep it within a score. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised though if Dak just goes off on him. He's looked pretty good this year. Yeah, fifty nine percent of the public is actually on that side. They're betting Carolina plus the points. Let's check out the New that York. Means it's a bad bet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check out the New York Giants. Versus the uh, New Orleans Saints. Uh, spread is the Giants plus seven. So the Saints minus seven on this one. The simulated score is 30 to 12 in favor of the Saints. So Saints are favored to win by seven. Who do you got? Uh, that's a big, I don't know. The way New Orleans is playing, that's a big, I, I don't know if I give them a full touchdown. So I think I'll, I'll take the Giants and figure the Giants will stay competitive. Yeah, Giants are on the road, so they're all they're all the way north. I guess to the other side of the country, but north south. But oh uh, uh, yeah, that could be a beating. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh, and it's you know what? Though, actually, if I was actually putting money on that, I think I'm going to go with the Saints. You going to go with the Saints? Yeah, seventy four percent. I don't think I'm going to bet that game though. Seventy four percent of the betting public has bet. The New Orleans Saints. You're good, good stuff, but you're right with everybody. Everybody's on that same. Yeah, that that means I don't know anything. <laughs> so, 
Cleveland. Next up, we got Cleveland Browns versus the Minnesota Vikings. And the who's favorite? Oh, the Browns are favored to win by two points uh, on this one against the Vikings, and they're playing in Minnesota. So yeah, Vikings are. Oops, sorry about that. <laughs> Shoot, Vikings are plus two in this game. Yeah, the Viking the Vikings are really hard to get a read on this year. Uh, also, I haven't I think watched a snap of them play, but just looking at their scores and everything, it's uh, that's a tough one. I guess I'm gonna. Oh man, I guess I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say that Cleveland keeps up with their pass rush and and gets after it. Nice. 68% of the batting public agree with you. Stephen, you're doing great, man. Everybody, you're, Everybody's on the same wavelength. I like this. Yeah, that's that's just a recipe for disaster. I'm picking every favorite. Positive. If it works like that, like every tourist in Vegas would be heading there far away. <laughs> All right, so next game, we have the Houston Texans on the road going the opposite direction that the Saints are going. The um. They're going up to Buffalo. So Texans are playing in Buffalo. This is a huge line. Buffalo's favored by 17 points, but it's the Holy Houston crap. Texans. Holy crap, I thought it's 16, and I, I thought it had moved. Because it, didn't it open at like 10 or something? Let me see what it opened at, actually. Uh, I feel like it opened a lot lower than it is now. I think it was at 16 and a half is what it said it opened okay. at. Yeah. No, then, then that, it was always that way. Yeah. God, that is a huge, huge line. And I know the Texans are pathetic, and Buffalo's pretty good. But damn, that's a big line. Didn't they lose their quarterback, the Texans? Who is their quarterback? Uh, aren't they starting that rookie, Mills? Yeah. I thought he was still playing. If he's out, then I totally would take Let me Buffalo. See. Let me check right here. Well, even if he's in, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough environment. Yeah, they're going with the rookie. Yeah, yeah. David Mills. I'm going to go. I'm going to say that those fans are, you know, Doing those WWF drops on the tables, eating a lot of spicy wings. Yeah, that's that's probably just going to get in the Texans' head because you know they're <laughs> they're all about barbecue, but but they don't know nothing about those buffalo. Hell wings. no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna go with the Bills? Yeah, yeah. It's a big spread though. Seventy-three percent. Mean, that's, that's that's kind of a. Jeez, I don't know. Like, see, once again, me and me and Ed from Oklahoma both think that. Seventy-three percent of the betting public betting public is with you on this one. Yeah, you guys are going to be rich this just, weekend. Man, I am just terrible. No, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that, like, it, it's no. I'm, apparently, I'm like the person that like names their kids the most popular name each year. <laughs> okay, so this one, this is a good one, sir. Uh, Tennessee Titans are on the road. They're playing the New York Jets. The Tennessee Titans are actually only favored by six and a half points in this game. Oh, but but Julio Jones and uh, is isn't Brown out too? Aren't both? Yeah, of them both out? of them are out. But Derrick Henry is such a beast, and the Jets are so terrible. I mean, he probably runs for like two hundred yards, and they just control the clock. So yeah. I, I'll take him with the touchdown. Me and. Me and Jim Ed from uh, Kentucky. You're correct. 86% of the betting public <laughs> is with you on this one. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this, is not, this is not fair because I have it in front of me and I, you're just getting brutalized right now. But anyways, let's oh, go. I know. 
you're the you're the professional expert that I bring on. So okay, right, really shooting from the hip here. <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Chiefs are off to a rough start. They're one and two overall. Zero uh, and three against the spread. I'm thinking they're looking to pull out some victories here. And the Philadelphia Eagles one and two, one and two against the spread. The spread in this game. So Casey is going to Philly. And you saw Philly play, and we saw KZ play. They're only minus. They're favored a touchdown in this game, KC, against the Eagles. Man. The Eagles are at just, home, though. Okay, okay. Just, I'm doing this strictly to break break the streak. Are you sure you're going to go, go with the right Eagles. way? <laughs> you're going to go with the Eagles? Yeah, and I have to. Just but why? Personal. you got to give me a reason why. Uh, just to, no, just to throw in a complete garbage pit. No, I mean, let, let's think about this. Okay. Gosh darn it. No, I'm going to go with the Eagles, actually, uh, because I think Kansas City's defense isn't that great. And I think they'll win, but I don't know if they win by a touchdown or not. 24% of the public agrees with you. <laughs> that means seventy percent of the 76% of the public is going with KC in this game. Yep. Yeah. Next up, I got I got a tougher one for you. Indianapolis is on the road in Miami. Division rivals, longtime division rivals. Uh, uh, Dolphins quarterback's well, out though, isn't he? Uh, two is out. Yeah. And then uh, is Wentz out or he just gimpy? I'm not sure. I know he had two sprained ankles. <laughs> so Indianapolis I, I sprained both your ankles on one play. <laughs> that's embarrassing. <laughs> Uh, that's just that's just bad ankles right there. This is a uh, tough one because this is thrown off the betting public too. Okay, but Indianapolis plus two points against Miami on the road, division rivals. Miami, I think, is with their backup quarterback, right? Judge Jacoby Brissett, uh, or is he hurt? Yeah. Is Jacoby Brissett hurt? Let me check. Gosh, both of those teams are just so subpar. Uh... And it's sad with the Colts because going into the season, I really thought they'd be looking better with their personnel. No, no, no. So no, no. I, 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 not just gonna, I, I like the fact that they've got two points because I figure it's a toss-up, so I'll go with the Colts. The Colts? Yeah. Even though Jacoby's playing his former team and he wants revenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to, I'm going to go with that. Uh, the Colts? I feel, like, I feel like Carson Wentz is uh, just dumb enough to get it done. So you are actually with the betting public here, 56%, but it was closer. It's a closer line. <laughs> Washington versus Atlanta. So the powerhouse yeah. Washington football team, 1-2, and two, so they have a victory, are facing the Atlanta Falcons 1-2. and two. So this one's going to be the game to watch. Um, Washington on the road is favored to win by a point and a half. That's the spread, a point and a half against the Falcons. This one is tough. Man, uh, I'm gonna say just because they're at home and playing inside, that the Falcons can get it done. But I know they're down some weapons, so I don't know. I wouldn't shock me either way. When it's a futility bowl like that, it's just hard to care. Yeah, and that's that's exactly where the public's at. Fifty-two percent. You actually got the betting public side again. Fifty-two percent Atlanta Falcons in this game. Yeah. All right, and we did the Seattle versus San Francisco game. All right, uh, Arizona on the road. Division rivals, Los Angeles Rams. Rams are favored by six points at home against the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals are 3-0, and and so are the Rams. NFC West, it looks like it's going to be a tough division this year. 
Yeah, I mean, both both those teams have explosive offenses. Uh, I'd like to bet the over and watch it for fun. They actually uh, the spread's at you know, four and a half points now. That's uh, it's dropped to four and a half. Yeah, gosh, I don't know. You know, the the Cardinals. It, it's hard because they are. There's every time you think they're they're looking like, hey, they're pretty dominant on offense. They just go out and crap the bed. So, uh, I guess. God, that's a big. Sp- I'm going to go with the sh- – oh, man. I don't know. That's a tough one. I guess I'm going to go with the Rams. The Rams, 58% of the public agrees with you. And also 88% of the public agrees with the over at 55. Well, mainly I just like betting the over because it's fun. Yeah. And that feels like the game to watch if you want to bet the over and have some fun watching people score touchdowns. Or that would be my hope. But I say that and it will probably be like – 14 to 17. Now this next matchup is crazy because you would never thought of saying this last year. Bronco, I think they opened up as favorites or no, but uh, Bronco is plus one point at home against Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Ravens have some injuries, but I don't know if the Broncos are legit or not this year. (laughs) You know, we, we've kind of know what Teddy Bridgewater is and he's a solid, solid quarterback. But I think, I think, I think Lamar Jackson just goes off on him. But I don't know though. I, that, you know, and I think I'll take the Broncos now that I think about. It. They're injured pretty bad, and the Ravens have not been explosive on offense this year. Oh wow, you're going against the public. Twenty-seven percent is betting Denver in this game plus that point. Yep. All right, Pittsburgh versus Green Bay. Green Bay Packers burning hot, kind of the fizzling out. Pittsburgh Steelers oh, in this game. Yeah. Six and a half points to the Green Bay Packers at home. Oh, we've talked about this before and, and my feelings on Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, he was done last year. There's just no way. That, that Steelers team is overdue for, for you know, an overhaul, basically. They've got some good good defensive play pieces, but their offense is crap. 89% of the public agrees with you, Stefan. Good luck with that one. So, all right. New England versus Tampa Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay's favorite three and a half points in this game. Tom Brady coming back, revenge bowl. You know, he, as much as hasn't said anything, he's going to light him up. Tom Brady is going to come back into Foxborough and just do one of those things like he always does and embarrass everyone because that's just what he does. When In games like this, when it's on the line and like he's got something to prove, you know he's going to go off. 92% of the public agrees with you on this one. Almost nobody's betting the Patriots. They've been pretty hapless lately, actually, to tell you the truth. Um, all right, Las Vegas Raiders versus the Los Angeles Chargers. The Raiders are plus three on the road in L.A. Very short drive down the road playing Los Angeles Chargers. Um well, not with the traffic. I guess if you're in a helicopter, it's a lot faster. <laughs> yeah, but by the time they get on the plane, they're almost off again. Yeah, so that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's not a bad bad away game as they go. Plus, as we know, that the Chargers so far have been terrible at drawing their own fans in L.A. It's, it's practically been home games for the away team. And, and with L.A. always having a huge contingent of Raider fans, uh, I, I see it being a lot of Raider fans in the stands, and I totally take the Raiders on those points. 
Yeah, 55% of the public agrees with you on, on this one. Raiders are playing pretty good. I, I like the way um, freaking damn it, Carr's playing. He's playing really good. Yeah, Derek Carr's throwing like 400 yards a game and, and going off. He's the so. quarterback I thought he was going to be when he first started his career. He's he's always been solid. Yeah, I, I, I agree. People, I agree. Yeah, but you know, it's just like maybe the rest of the know, team caught up with him. Yeah, well, I think it's just a lot of times. I don't know. You get overshadowed by a guy like Mahomes coming in throwing fifty touchdowns and five thousand yards, and then suddenly everyone thinks that's the standard, even though nobody's hitting those numbers regularly. You know, yeah. not even Mahomes. So, so do you have anything else you want to talk about? That was all the spreads for this week. Uh. Man, I, I I know that I've got to I've got to look closer at some of those bets though because me going uh, with the general public on everything that, that's not happening. <laughs> I think everybody does that. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you don't really put a lot of thought into it, and then you're like, ah, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> but then again, it seems like the tickets. I don't know. There's no rhyme or reason for I think, when I win or not. It's I think, like sometimes I bet the morning of, sometimes I bet like days in advance, and it's like, oh, I got the line there, and then it moves, and you're like, damn it. <laughs> Most of us want our be. We want to gamble, and we want to make money, but we're, what is it? Risk adverse, or how do how do you say that? They, you, risk averse. You yeah. want to take it. Well, and humans just intuitively are absolutely dog shit with statistics and and probabilities and things like that and chance so i mean it's the the whole reason we all buy into this crap or like you know buy a lottery ticket when the odds are 350 million to one Uh, i will say this my i will say that here here, i will say this only gets the odds my dad did hit five or six one time yeah I mean that, that that gives you the hope right there to go ahead and go ahead and buy go spend a thousand dollars on a on a oh, lottery yeah. well, ticket. I still I'm still you know buying a two dollar Powerball <laughs> yeah. ticket because it's only two dollars. <laughs> hey, did anybody win the last one? No, it's up to like some god awful. Oh, that's perfect because I don't like playing after you know. taxes. Like if you paid the full amount, which I'm sure you'd have like there's all kinds of loopholes that you wouldn't have to pay you know the full thirty seven percent on it. So. Even if you did that like a good person, you'd end up with like two hundred eighty million. So you yeah. know, chump change. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I, I don't think I could. In, I mean, you could spend all that in a day, you know, with doing really stupid stuff like yachts and stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, for a realistic person, that is so much more money than you or your generation of family should ever be able to spend. Yeah. But it'd still be nice to have. Oh yeah, I mean, if I win it, I'll uh, just ghost you. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'd be like, hey, uh, Stefan, uh, did you did you borrow like eight hundred thousand dollars from me? <laughs> you can call my sat phone. I don't. I don't deal with cell phones anymore. <laughs> You'll be in your chopper over the Bahamas or something shit like that. Yeah, I'd probably do something not imaginative with it. I don't know. <laughs> Getting a buy your first like Ferrari and go flying off the road because you, you know, drive I it too it, fast. I read an article where some guy it was uh, some financial advice column or something. Some guy in California had won like twenty three million in the lottery like years and years before, and never did anything with it. 
uh, didn't tell his family. It, like, the guy sounded like a real prick, you know? Like, you could just read between the lines. Like, my sister, but she's ungrateful. Da-da. Like, basically went through why he didn't ever share it with anyone or talk to anyone. And he bought, like, a truck and a house, and that was it. So he was still sitting on the bulk of it and about to die and didn't know, like, what charity he should give it to or how he should, like, give it away. And it's like, that's... That's who wins the lottery. <laughs> well, there was a special, and I think it was on like an NBC or ABC that they would they would go around and like do interviews with like lottery winners. And oh, literally, yeah. most of them have ruined their life. Yeah, most of them ruined their life. <laughs> I mean, the dumbest, the dumbest things ever. Like, like it was just ridiculous. And I think oh, there was only one like success story where. They had won $5 million and they were Californians or something and they bought a property and they're just chilling off, like living just within their means so they didn't have to work the rest of their life. And that yeah, was and a like, lot of those are like lottery winners where like, honestly, if you win a million dollars, it's not enough to stop working. Yeah. You know, that's the thing that sucks. It's like a lot of people get just enough money to think they can make it. And, you know, but if you win 280 million and you somehow blow that, I mean, that's MC Hammer level type of stuff. So <laughs> good for you. I mean, at least you know, you've got some stories, I guess. <laughs> you definitely could get a couple podcast interviews out of it. So, so what did you do here with your uh, 200 million dollars yeah god i mean it's always stuff too that like you know oh the maintenance on that was 12 million a year who, who knew <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knew exactly um all right man you got anything else Nah, i think that'll do it all right thanks for coming on today yep peace